Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Market View, where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors, and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares poked back at the open today, following another day of overnight losses on Wall Street and Europe. In early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.3% to 3,089 points after some 32 million securities. Changed hands in the broader market. The numbers on the SJX are still firming up, but here's what we are looking at for now. The Straits Times Index currently down 0.71%, and we are looking at 3,077 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 1.13 billion Sing dollars. The gainers trailed losers 256 versus 341. Top five movers by value we have here: UOB, DBS, SIA, Ctrim, and Yangzijiang Shipbuilding Sing dollars. Heavily traded securities included Disa, Citrim, and Yangzijiang Shipbuilding Sing dollars. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we do have Capital Core. Yesterday, this firm said in a business update that its Q3 net profit was stronger year on year, but it did not disclose a profit figure. Now, meanwhile, from how Fed Chair Jerome Powell's comments at the Economic Club of New York are weighing on the Singapore stock market, to more on DBS Paylast service disruptions. Local headlines and focus today. And joining us on the line is Sunny So, lead technical analyst, capital markets and invest education at Sians. Sunny, welcome. Hi, Tintin. Thanks for having me back. Great to have you. And let's start with the usuals. How have markets reacted to Fed Chair Jerome Powell's comments on interest rates at the Economic Club of New York? To what extent has this filtered down to the Singapore stock market today? Okay, so first thing first, the speech at the Economic Club yesterday, the Fed chair suggested that the U.S. Central Bank is inclined to hold the interest rate steady again at its next meeting, and this is in line with the data that we are seeing now on the CME Fed Watch 2, showing a 98% probability that we will get an unchanged target range of about 5.25% to 5.5% again on the 1st of November meeting. This will be the first consecutive pause that we will observe in the 90 months campaign to tame inflation. So previous forecasts show that 12 out of the 19 Fed officials wanted one more rate hike this year, and Powell was careful not to rule out that possibility of further tightening in his remarks. So the FOMC is really proceeding very carefully, and reading the tea leaves, this means that the need to wait for more data, both new and old, before deciding on their next course of action, and this really sets a very high bar for one more rate hike in December. On the market, the yield on the two-year Treasury declined after Powell spoke, and、mm. the U.S. dollar fell against a basket of major currencies.、Yeah. We also saw major U.S. indices last night、uh, fell between、uh, 0.7 percent to close to 1 percent, and our XCI index also extended the slide from yesterday down another about 0.7 percent today. So for the week, we are down more than three percent, and FTI has found a new year-to-date low today, breaching the previous one in March at 3,094 points. So the next support that investors will be watching out for will be the June 2022 low at 3,072 points, and below this will be the October 2022 low at 2,968 points, breaking the 3,000 point psychological barrier. Looking、mm. at the technical indicators on the daily chart, the RSI crossed below the 30 point、uh, oversold mark today, so that triggered a oversold signal. So I believe there's a chance that we'll see some rebound on the SCI soon in the next few trading sessions. 
Okay, and uh, zooming in on some of the companies to watch, Sunny, we do have Capital Core. Um, the firm saying in a business update that Q3 net profit was stronger year on year but did not disclose a profit figure. I understand there were some distribution numbers out as well. So how would you read into the developments? Yes, Capital Core recorded a stronger performance over the past nine months ending 30th September. That has helped them cross the upper end of the three-year asset monetization target it sets in the late 2020. As the business update is a voluntary one, so they are, they did not disclose a profit figure. But we do know that the net profit from the continuing operations grew year on year, boosted by stronger results from their infrastructure and connectivity segments. Earnings for the third quarter were stronger than the same period last year, and all key business segments registered improvement. Revenue from continuous operations for the nine months was $5.27 billion, up 5% from the same period last year, with a remarkable higher contribution from infrastructure and connectivity segments. The infrastructure division also secured more than $1.3 billion of new energy-as-a-service mm. contracts in the nine months, yeah. bringing its long-term supply and service contract backlog to $4.1 billion, with earning visibility in the next 10 to 15 years. This announcement was, of course, on top of the Capital Education Asset Fund acquisition, which we discussed last week on the two new assets in Sydney. Mm. The group has also uh, announced the monetization of around $865 million of assets so far during this financial year, including $323 million dividend in capital REIT units, which was approved by Capital Corp shareholders mm. on Wednesday. So this raised capital's total monetization to $5.3 billion, outperforming the $3 to $5 billion three-year target set in October 2020. And the company is now working towards its next target of achieving, achieving a cumulative $10 to $12 billion in asset monetization by end of 2026. And shares of Capital mm. Corp is up about $0.06 cents today to close at around $6.31. Mm, certainly lots going on for Capital Core. But in the meantime, Sunny, let's take a look at ST Engineering making the news today as well. A consortium led by the group's unit awarded a contract by the Abu Dhabi government agency to design, build and maintain the Emirates' first multimodal intelligent transport management platform. How significant is this? Yes, from the news uh, that we see from now over the next three and a half years to 2027, ST Engineering Urban Solution Unit will design and build the uh, intelligent transport central platform and mm. will also be responsible for the system integration as well as the overall project management. The platform will bring together various subsystems and data sources into a centralized platform. This is said to enable Abu Dhabi Integrated Transport Center to implement effective multimodal transport strategies through automated response plans. The platform will also leverage on AI capabilities to to enable real-time uh, road traffic monitoring and incident detection, as well as traffic congestion prediction capabilities, enabling a shorter incident response time and improving traffic flow. Securing this project reflects the confidence in ST Engineering mm. Advanced Transport Network Management System, yeah. and the platform will be the cornerstone of Abu Dhabi world-class sustainable transport system. I see. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Sunny So, Lead Technical Analyst, Capital Markets and Investor Education at SIAS. Well, I do want to stay in Singapore, Sunny, and talk a little bit more about DBS. Uh, last weekend, we saw an outage that lasted over 12 hours. And today, this morning, Pela was said to be down for several hours. I suppose it's not going to be significant for, firm, for the firm, uh, given you know the wider woes about the greater, the wider economy. But your thoughts on that? 
Yes, yeah, so I was wondering how come I couldn't buy my coffee with my PayLah app this morning. <laughs> and maybe yes and maybe no, as the share price can be affected by global yeah. events like the Middle East crisis or even the oil price rise recently mm. back again on top of the economic situation and the interest rate that you, men- you mentioned. So, but this latest incident this morning comes days after the bank's experience and outage on October 14 that lasted hours due to a data center failure. Yeah. Customers of Citibanks were also affected. This constant and consistent disruption could weaken DBS performance in relation to their ESG expect. And DBS should have strengthened their system after a prop into the prior outages that mm. resulted in a 1.6 billion extra regulatory uh, capital charges. DBS shares were down as much as a 0.9% versus a 0.6% decline today in the Bloomberg Asia Pacific Bank Index. So MS has instructed DBS and Citibank Singapore to investigate the causes of the disruption and said it will take appropriate action after gathering the necessary facts. Yeah. So as part of MS regulations, right, local banks are required to maintain and test backup facilities so that critical system and services can be restored within four hours of an outage. Mm. So this latest outage this morning may prompt MES to impose further regulatory charges on DBS and the shares are down about 0.27% today. Right. And finally, before we let you go, uh, Sunny, gold prices hitting a three-month peak today set for a second straight weekly gain. And of course, this is uh, due to demand being bolstered by the Middle East conflict as well as expectations that the Fed may be done with interest rate hikes. So your thoughts on the outlook for the safe haven asset in the near term? Yes, gold has been uh, held near the uh, three months peak now after surging uh, this week on signs of the intensifying conflict in the Middle East. And U.S. says it's seeing a step up in drone attacks in Iraq and Syria while an America destroyer in the Red Sea intercepted cruise missile fires towards Israel by rebels in mm. Yemen. So this really seems like the conflict is spreading to the neighboring states, including Iran, yeah. and could potentially draw U.S. into this uh, crisis. And gold has risen 2.4 percent this week already and prices are up eight percent since the october 7 attack by hamas on israel reversing a drop early this month to the near 1,800 per ounce level. I think gold price is likely to trade with a bullish bias as the situation remains very intense in the Middle East and with peace talks failing and the rising odds of an escalation. Mm. Spot gold price is uh, now up again. I'm seeing on my screen up about 0.4% today as of now. We are close to above 1,980 an ounce now. Mm, and a very quick one here, uh, Sunny. I believe you have something to share from Sias. Uh, very quickly, what is that? Yes, thanks, Kentian. So Sias is organizing our annual Corporate Governance Week from 6 to 10 November. And local and global thought leaders will discuss key issues on navigating legal, ethical and social challenges as key pillars of strengthening corporate governance. So if you'd like to find out more, do check out our Sias website at sias.org.sg. All right, exciting days indeed. And thanks a lot for the insight, Sunny. That was Sunny So lead technical analyst, capital markets and investor education at SIAS. Thank you very much for joining us. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance.